are in. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Is it prosecution or persecution? That's the question here today on Viewpoint as we respond to the indictment of President, former President Donald J. Trump. The issues here before us today are not whether or not you support a Republican or a Democrat. That's not the issue. The issue isn't whether you support Donald Trump or don't support Donald Trump. The issue is not whether you support somebody else other than Donald Trump. The issue isn't whether you're a Democrat or Republican. The issue is a conservative. Those have nothing whatsoever to do with the real issues involved here. So please, as you listen to today's program, try as you might to disconnect yourself from a whole lot of other sidelong sideshows and discussions that you're going to hear about. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to focus on the real issue. The real issue has nothing to do with anything that you're going to hear about. Nothing. When the Justice Department special counsel, who filed charges against former President Donald Trump, said in his first public statement today that the country has, quote, one set of laws and that they apply to everyone. Well, it's true. The country has one set of laws and they should apply to everyone equally. But that's not the case here. Not the case at all, and that's the problem. That is part of the problem. But that's not the only problem. The greater problem has nothing whatsoever to do with the equal application of justice. It has everything to do with why, at the very root, why Donald Trump was indicted. Now, you can look at the 37 counts that were filed against him and say, well, that's the reason why he was indicted. But you could have come up with 37 counts against Hillary Rodham Clinton for the smashing of her computer intentionally for the, whatever they did, bleach bits or something to try to cleanse her entire uh, computer and all of its findings so that she could not be held guilty for wrongly using public, secret, and confidential information. Or how about Joe Biden? The record against Joe Biden is triply more difficult than it is with regard to Donald J. Trump because there are so many other aspects. Bribery, serious bribery cases, his own son, and the numerous thousands and thousands of documents that he himself, even though he was not president, he himself secreted away privately at his home and in other institutions like in Pennsylvania, secreted them away, and yet no response. So where is the equal application of justice? 
in my office. I have, because I'm a former trial attorney, I have a beautiful statue of justice. You know, the lady with the scales and the blinders on his eye, on her eyes. Equal justice under the law. Blind justice. No, there's no blind justice here. In fact, it even doesn't even have anything to do with justice. It has to do with vengeance, but not just pure vengeance. It has to do with a particular kind of vengeance. A vengeance with an eternal purpose. A vengeance that is intent on fulfilling biblical prophecy. Are you listening? I hope you'll listen to the fulfillment, to the to the final uh, discussion here on the program. You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint determines destiny. Our viewpoints are not neutral, and uh, my viewpoints are not neutral either. They have consequences, and I'm aware of that. And so what we try to do here on Viewpoint is make the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing in our viewpoint so that we are not disturbed in our thinking by side issues that confuse. Everybody's confused. In fact, when uh, liberal lawyers are coming alongside and decrying what has just happened to Donald Trump, including Geraldo Rivera, a noted liberal lawyer, always representing on Fox News, the liberal side of things, said... He's ripped the Justice Department apart today over reported indictment of former President Trump, comparing the documents involved to an overdue library book. He said, this is like when you didn't give your library book back. Are you going to send in the cops to comply with returning it to the National Archives? It's preposterous, he said, and I'm very upset about it. I think it's an attempt whether conscious or unconscious, to affect the election of 2024. Many are saying that. Alan Dershowitz, the famous liberal lawyer from Harvard, says this is ridiculous. Never should have happened. They're looking behind the scenes. They're looking at legalities and motivations, but nobody, but nobody is looking at the real reasons. Nobody. I think they're afraid. Maybe they don't even know. But today on Viewpoint, you will know. And you're going to know it with an understanding that will make the whole thing come pretty clear. You see, it's not just what is happening. It's not just who's involved. It's why it's happening. And you can make arguments about the why based upon so-called legalities. But if you start making those arguments, then you have to talk about equal and fair justice under the law. And you can't do that here because of the Hillary Clinton uh, issue, because of the Joe Biden issue with regard to his documents, because of the former vice president's documents that were found. You just can't make that argument anymore. So fair justice under the law becomes relatively irrelevant. So now you've got to start looking for something that is a more substantial reason why things are happening the way they are. And that's what we're going to talk about here on the program today. So I hope you'll stay tuned. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms.
And, indeed, our conversation here today, even though it appears to be about Donald Trump and about those who are surrounding uh, the legalities, the Department of Justice or the Department of Injustice, however you want to refer to it, the uh, FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation or the uh, Federal Bureau of Infuriation, uh, whatever you want to uh, say about these things. But I want to introduce to you, before this first break, a statement that you need to hear and you need to understand because it goes to the very heart of why this continuing attack on Donald J. Trump. We shall have world government whether or not we like it, declared James Paul Warburg, February 17th, 1950, speaking before the United States Senate. Only question is whether we'll have it by conquest or consent. Are you ready? That's what this is all about, friends. Period. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're talking about a very serious issue. The serious issue is not primarily the indictment of Donald J. Trump. The serious issue is to why he's indicted. Why the persevering? You see, this is a series of events. This is the last, up till now, of a whole series of events of, what should we say, got you efforts. You see, he just came through one of those up in New York, remember? Where they indicted him up there in New York. He has another one down there in Alabama. They're proliferating everywhere. Why is it that these so-called legal attacks against Donald J. Trump are proliferating? There's only one reason. And it has to do with his coming down the escalator in 2015 and declaring his presidency based upon making America great again. There's nothing else that needs to be said about it. That's the reason. And those, both Republican and Democrat, who are dedicated consummate globalists said, No way will we allow this to happen. Then they did everything they could to keep him from being elected. Hillary Rodham Clinton couldn't believe that he got elected, but he did. And that set the stage for the greatest war in the history, the political history of this country. Maybe the greatest war in the political history of the world. Political history. Because an agenda was already established. It was an agenda beyond anything that most human beings could imagine or 
contemplate. It was an agenda to establish for once and forever a one-world government. Efforts had been made for a long, long time. In fact, going back over to history, you can find efforts made to kind of create limited one-world governments, whether it was uh, uh, Constantine or whether it was, uh, you know, so many of them all across the world. The Ottoman Empire, the Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empires, all of these were efforts to try to create a global empire. They all failed. However, the spirit of the desire for the global empire has never gone away. When the European Union was formed, those who formed it lied to the European people as they admitted later, lied to them as to their purpose because they didn't believe that the Europeans would go along with their purpose, which was to unify politically the European countries into a super state. In other words, a new global order ruled by Europe. But that's exactly what they later later admitted that they were doing. And that began in 1950 with the European common market. That was a ruse, and they admitted it. This goal for a one-world government is on the near edge of finality. Please listen carefully. On the near edge of finality, and those who were dedicated to it, whether it was Henry Kissinger, that once was Secretary of State under uh, uh, Richard Nixon, doesn't matter, going right down the line, George H.W. Bush, President of the United States, William Jefferson Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Hussein Obama. And Joseph Biden. All of them globalists. Every single one of them. Both Republican and Democrat. This was a process that was in motion behind the scenes, and everything was coming into its position of finality to wrap it all up with a bow. Then came Donald J. Trump down the escalator saying, we're going to make America great again. They said, no, that's not what we're about. We can't be making America great again and then assimilate it into a new world order, a world government, The people won't be ready to do that. The country would be too strong, would be too economically strong, too militarily strong, too uh, energy strong, and so on. And the people will be united. No, we can't do that. We want to disunite the people. We want to diminish the economic stability of the country. We want to diminish the military power of the country. We want to diminish the unity of the people. That's 
what has been in the works now for many, many years and presidential administrations. Then came Donald J. Trump, who said, we're going to make America great again. That's where MAGA came in. MAGA. And a minimum of 75 million Americans. A minimum. Remember, the arguments concerning the 2020 election are still out there. That's the reason why the Attorney General of Texas was just secretly impeached by his own party because he opposed globalism. Because he saw what happened in the 2020 election, he says, there's more there than meets the eye, there's more than we're willing to admit, and they said, you're out of here. Secretly. It just happened a week ago. Friends, this is not something just about Donald J. Trump. He just happens to be at the epicenter of it. This is about, listen carefully, this is about the consummation of Satan's final effort fulfilling biblical prophecy to unite the world in a one-world government, one-world economy, one-world uh, uh legal system, and one world, uh, well, we've already talked about the economy, and uh, massive and overarching control of families, parents, this is their hour. And they're not going to let it pass. The question is whether you will. Because if we do not understand the real dynamics that are taking place here, this whole thing will be, oh, well, you know, we'll be twisting our, twiddling our thumbs, saying, oh, well, maybe he's guilty, maybe he's not guilty, and so on. That's not the issue. They're all guilty. Biden is guilty as can be, and they're refusing to indict him for anything. His son is guilty as can be. They've got all the facts, and they refuse to indict him. On things that are far more serious, far more clearly established, why won't they indict those? Because those people represent the global effort. How do we know that? Well, even John Kerry, former Secretary of State under Joe, under Barack Obama, made it clear when Joe Biden appointed him as the climate czar, the environmental czar, who travels the world trying to undo America's strength and energy to unify the world in a one-world uh, government through climate control, he declared right when Joe Biden was inaugurated declared that Joe Biden was the one to usher the world into the Great Reset. The Great Reset is just a euphemism, friends, for the One World Order, established by the World Economic Forum. That's who these people are. Is Donald J. Trump a completely 
sinless, innocent person of every possible infraction under government or under God? No, neither are you. The same kind of charges could be brought against you, my friend. I guarantee it. You could be charged on state charges. You could be charged on federal charges. And I could even write up the document. It's easy to do. Because there's so many laws. There's so many details. And all you have to do is make the charge. Then all of a sudden, everything stirred up. Charges are easy. Convictions are not. But then again, we have to also look at why the charges are brought. Why charges brought against one individual and not against three others who are guilty of exactly the same things or worse? Again, friends, this is not an effort to try to justify Donald Trump about anything. It's about looking beyond what appears on the surface to look at the real issues that are involved. And if we're not willing to do that, we deserve to be deceived. Today, we're pulling all that car, that, that uh, uh, protection, the shroud away, so that you can see it for what it really is. Now, This announcement came from Mr. Trump today. He said, friend, we're watching our republic die right before our eyes. The Biden-appointed special counsel has indicted me in yet another witch hunt regarding documents that I had the right to declassify as president of the United States. This witch hunt began when the FBI raided my home and then staged it to look like a made-for-TV crime scene with police sirens and flashing red and blue lights. That was the first indication, by the way, friends. It was a show. We're going to make something grand and glorious out of this to take this man down because he is standing in the way of our consummate historical pursuit for a new world order. Trump says this is nothing but a disgusting act of election interference by the ruling party to eliminate its opposition and amass total control over our country. The deep state thought they had destroyed our campaign. He says, I will never give up. I will never, ever surrender our country to these radical people. And I will never end this presidential campaign that puts you first. Now, regardless of what you think about Donald J. Trump, I never liked his tweets. Never liked those tweets. I don't tweet myself. As far as I'm concerned, only birds tweet. That isn't the issue. There are lots of things we don't like about different people. I guarantee you, if you're married, there are things you don't like about your husband, about your wife. You don't, there are things you don't like about your kids. There are things you don't like about your grandkids. There are things you don't like about your pastor. There are things your pastor doesn't like about you. Come on, folk. We live in a real world. This is not some sanitized world. Every one of us is a sinner, and that's why we need a savior. 
We cannot justify open and notorious attacks against law, illegal. We can't justify that. So then why is it that the same Justice Department is attacking parents who are standing up for their children for righteousness? The same Justice Department that's attacking Donald Trump. Why are they doing that? For the very same reasons, friends. Because they need total control over parents. Because parents, especially Christian parents and conservative parents, stand in the way of a one-world government and its total control. That's why they're doing it. Come on, don't we understand these things? Are we so blind that we cannot see what's happening in front of our eyes? We're supposed to be able to discern the times, friends. Do we really have the wisdom of Christ? Do we really see things from a biblical perspective? Doesn't seem that way. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Viewpoint. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Is it prosecution? Or persecution? Is it persecution for righteousness sake? Or some other sake? Let me just make this clear. Jesus made it very clear. He said, If they persecuted me for righteousness sake, they'll persecute you. Why do you think you should be greater than your Lord? So I just want you for a moment to stand in the shoes as best you can for Donald J. Trump. How would you respond? Would you be able to stand in the evil day as he is, as he has been, the most attacked and maligned uh, president in the history of the country Or would you capitulate? Would you fall apart? Just asking. Now, I'm not likening him to Jesus. No way, no how. I'm not likening you to Jesus either, because you aren't, and neither am I. But Jesus said that if we're followers, we will be persecuted and will be persecuted for righteousness' sake. In other words, for the for causes that are unjust. In other words, there will be motivations behind the scenes that will cause that persecution, just as it was with Jesus our Lord. 
Have you ever thought about this? Why did the religious leaders, the, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, the scribes, why did they join together to plea with a hated Roman governor to join forces to crucify Jesus? Why did they do that? Was it for righteousness' sake? No. No. In fact, Pontius Pilate, a crusty Roman governor, saw through the whole thing. He said it was but for envy that they brought him. In other words, that was their motivation. What was their envy? Well, they said it out of their own mouth. If we allow this to continue, if we allow Jesus and his disciples to continue healing and doing these things and preaching the gospel, he is going to take away our power, perks, and position, our place. And then what will we do? That was the motivation. And it always is. Power, perks, and position. Those who are involved in the globalist agenda believe that they are at the ultimate moment to fulfill the historical, biblical, and satanic, defiant uh, uh, effort to create a one-world government in total defiance of God's order that the nations should separate. They've been trying to do it ever since the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. And they were ready now to do it. And they see then Donald Trump, one figure coming in, seeming to be able to stand against all of them. And they're saying, no way, whatever we have to do, lie, cheat, steal, pervert the law, whatever we have to do, he's out of here has nothing to do with his tweets. It has nothing to do with whether they like him or hate him as a person. It has nothing to do with whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. Because Republicans, many, many Republicans are part of this ultimate globalistic movement. The whole Bush family has been part of that. Why in the world did George Herbert Walker Bush, the 41st president of the United States, vote for Hillary Rodham Clinton when a Republican was on the ballot? Because he was a globalist and she was a globalist and her husband was a consummate globalist raised by Cecil Rhodes, who was the founder of the preparation of the Rhodes Scholars to Prepare Young political men for carrying on the one world order. This is not a game, my friends. And how is it that the Department of Justice that has just been slapped across the face twice and given a powerful spanking by the Durham report showing that they have been involved in a lying, deceptive conspiracy to destroy Donald J. Trump from the very get-go involving Hillary Clinton, 
Joe Biden, Barack Obama, right there in the White House. And they conspired together, confederated together with knowledge of what they were doing and why. To create a false Russian story to try to take the man out. And they failed twice. First with the Mueller report, and then with the Durham report. Are we not yet willing to see the dynamics of what is taking place here? It's like the kettle calling the pot black. The FBI and the Justice Department are the consummate offenders here. They're the worst offenders. Not the agents of justice. And certainly not blind justice. Now, beyond that, I want to go back to look more in more detail to this whole issue of globalism. This is what it's all about. It's not about documents. That's just the tool that is being used. The engine that's being used to, to uh, uh, make the final efforts to attack. A federal attack now. Not just a state attack, a federal attack. To say, okay, we tried the state thing up there in New York, and we're trying it down here in Alabama, but now we're going to hit you with the feds. Now see what you're going to do. All right. Let's move on from guilt and innocence, because ultimately that's not why we're doing this program today. We're doing this program so that we will understand the reality of why these things are happening. If you don't understand that and you get caught up with all the other discussions and arguments, you miss the boat. They won. You miss the boat. World government, friends, has been the dream and dominion of men through the ages to this present age. From the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11 to the trumpeting of the new world order in our generation. Mankind in his various kingdoms and rulers have sought to govern the then known world in power and glory. Inevitably, man's lust for power and glory seeks to eclipse, escape, or even defy the power and glory of the creator. That's the opening statement in chapter 13 of my book, King of the Mountain, Globalism versus God. You see, the problem with the pursuit of global government isn't the nature of government itself, because God ordained government as the minister of God to us for good, to protect against evil and praise that which is good. Civil government among humankind is to be conducted under the overarching fear of the God of the Bible and his governance. But when humans forsake the fear of the Lord, God's ways of government and covenantal oversight and revelation aren't even available anymore. So man devises his own ways, seeking inevitably to create a utopian world order promising peace on earth. That, my friends, is what the Pope is about. He's about the very same Goal. 
He is in concert with the globalists. He is a dedicated globalist. And that's the reason why the last three popes have specifically called for a new world order, a new global economy, and so on. Did you know that? Come on, folks. We've been doing this program for 28 years, and you still don't know these things? Do you realize how frustrating it is to sit here day after day, an hour a day live for 28 years and plead these ultimate causes before God's people and they still don't get it? Friends, the issue is we are on the near edge of the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's the real issue, and we are not prepared. We don't think it's going to happen, except theoretically. And so nobody, hardly anybody, is taking the issue seriously. They do not consider these events to have anything whatsoever to do with the rapid approach of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and they're not prepared. However, John, the beloved apostle said, whoever has this true hope of the second coming of Christ will purify himself even as Christ is pure. That's why this is transformative. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about something much bigger. This is about you and I seeing the greater dynamics of what is taking place and why it is taking place so that we can understand the times and get ready. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be coming home. Soon. Andre Crouch had it right back there in the 1970s when he drafted that song. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. Soon and very soon. How soon? I cannot tell you. But friends, these things are happening far more rapidly than you care to admit. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint again. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're looking at the issue that is predominant in the news today, 
uh, not only in this country, but all over the world. The indictment of Donald J. Trump. Is it prosecution or persecution? And regardless of which it is, why is it happening? That's the real issue. Why? It has nothing ultimately to do with legalities, friends. It has to do with reasons why somebody might want to bring charges and not bring the same charges against others who are notoriously guilty as sin also. It has to do with a man who more than anyone else in this country and the world has been standing against the new world order. He took us out of the Paris Accords. Remember that? Concerning climate change? He said, we're not going to let Europe and the world govern our country. He was trying to take us out of the world court. He was demanding that other nations bear their fair share in the financing of the United Nations. For the first time in history, he declared Jerusalem to be the capital, the eternal capital of Israel, and ordered the United States Embassy to be placed there. Why? Because it was the right thing to do according to the scriptures. That's why. The Bible said that the nations and Israel should not allow themselves to become entangled with the nations of the world. Donald Trump was trying to disentangle us from a situation in which the so-called deep state had us bound like Pharaoh had the Israelites bound in Egypt for 400 years. In order to understand some of these things a lot better, I'm going to make my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End-Time Battle, available to you. One of the best-selling books of our ten that uh, we have. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a $20 book, yours, for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. An entire chapter, chapter 13, is dealing specifically with the issue of globalism versus God. If you didn't get it for any other reason, you should get it for that. But there is so much in this book that helps you to understand the bigger picture. And the players that are involved. Oh, my goodness. Only the Lord could have revealed some of this stuff to me. I, I just don't know how it came about. Fifteen dollars, king of the mountain, the eternal epic and end time battle, where it said he who rules the temple mount rules the world. Uh, it's on our website, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. By the way, 
uh, you might want to seriously consider adding to that the book Antichrist. Because it's also now picking up on this theme then in helping us to identify from the apostles and prophets and from Jesus' viewpoint how to identify the spirit of Antichrist. That's what's happening here, friends. Do you not see this? Even this very legal case is being brought by the spirit of Antichrist. It's motivated. It's not about legalities. If it were about legalities, Joe Biden would be indicted. Uh, uh, Our former vice president would be indicted. And Hillary Clinton would be indicted. At the same time, they'd all be indicted together. It's not about legalities. It's something very different. It's about on the near edge of a new world order to lay the foundation for the final events of world history, the ushering in of the Antichrist at the midpoint of a, uh, a period of time many people call the tribulation. There is no such word in the Bible talking about that period of time, but uh, people talk about it. Uh, there's only one word Jesus said in Matthew 24, talked about the Great Tribulation, which is capitalized, and he said, when that happens, then everything's going to break apart. That's going to happen when the Antichrist himself marches into the rebuilt temple and declares himself God, and all hell will break loose. Up until that time, there are going to be wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of other stuff going on, Yes, and it's going to be very tribulating or troubling. But nothing like the Great Tribulation. All right. So, the other book, Antichrist, it's a $22 book. And uh, it's available to you on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. And if you get that together with uh, King of the Mountain then instead of paying $5 a piece for postage and handling, it'll only be $7 for the two books, so you'll save an additional $3. Okay, now, let's go back to this issue of globalism. Remember, I opened the program, early on in the program, with the address of James Paul Warburg in 1950 before the United States Senate, saying, we shall have world government whether or not we like it. He said, the only question is whether world government will be achieved by conquest or consent. So, because Donald J. Trump stood in there and said, we're going to make America great again, then they determined, we're not going to get this by consent, it's going to be conquest, and he's the one that has to be defeated. That's what it's all about. It's conquest. All costs. It doesn't matter. Lie, cheat, steal, use the Department of Justice to create injustice. It doesn't matter. Whatever has to be done to destroy him because, well, as the 41st President of the United States, George Herbert Walker Bush, said on September 11th, 1990, standing before a joint session of Congress, talking about a fresh wind of patriotism during the Gulf War One, he said, out of these troubled times, a new world order can emerge. A new era 
secure in the quest for peace. The New World Order declared George W. H. W. Bush is struggling to be born. The opportunity that he so eagerly desired to seize was the building of a New World Order, and over 200 times that senior President Bush declared the New World Order during his administration. It was historic. It was as if the world had become pregnant and the president of its reigning superpower was deputized to announce the conception long thought to be the rantings of conspiracy theorists. And here we are. In 1992, the Lord spoke to my heart right there in my law office saying, son, you've been pleading the cause of uh, men long enough in the courts. I want you to plead my cause in the land. As a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation, America's greatest crisis hour, I said, yes, sir. And by October of 1993, we had formed Save America Ministries to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom. And we launched a radio program. It began May 7th, 1995, in Richmond, Virginia. The Lord told us to leave California, after 30 years of business, ministry, and political investment there, and go to the birthplace of the nation to declare his purposes back across the country one last time. And that's what we did. It was a tall order. Nothing but a pure faith journey. We were told it would never be able to happen unless we had a million dollars in the bank. We had almost nothing in the bank. As I recall, it was under $20,000. They said, forget it. You can't start a radio program that way. But we did. Last month, Charisma Media told me that their podcast version of our program alone was actually heard in 180 countries. So why is it not heard across this country more often? Something's happened, friends. It's like the American people and the church in America just don't want to hear it. Pastors don't want to hear it. It's unbelievable. We're just playing a game, a monstrous game of let's pretend. Don't tell me any of that stuff. No, I don't want to hear that. It's just business as usual. Everything's wonderful. Everything's cool. Oh, yeah, we got a few troubles here and there, but it's okay. No, it's not okay. Somebody had to make the cry. Now, this voice is not the only one making the cry, but it is a cry going out. And if more of our listeners could understand the gravity of the moment, they would come on board and become partners with us to enable us to get on more stations and to spread the word more quickly and more easily. That's what would happen. But unless and until God's people understand the urgency of the moment and how this impacts not just our country, but their own lives and their own children and their grandchildren. Friends, there's a reason why 
people are being fired from their jobs just for speaking the truth about uh, their children. I have a whole list of them here, but that wasn't the, the purpose of today's program. Why is it that a transgender playing woman was just crowned Miss San Francisco? I mean, it's just what's happening, friends, is beyond the pale. These things are happening in order to effectuate what Jesus said as it was in the days of Noah and as it was in the days of Lot. And those are just two broad understandings. But the greater understanding is the entire world is being caught up in the fervor for a one-world government, a utopian order. To replace God's rule on the planet so that Satan then will have the final word. As you read the book, King of the Mountain, your eyes will be open, I'm quite sure. You read it slowly, begin to absorb, and uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. As you read the book Antichrist, I do not believe you're going to be disappointed. These things are going to open your eyes to be able to see, to be able to understand, so that you can begin to conduct your own life, the emphasis in your life, how you're dealing with your children and your grandchildren, pastors, how you're dealing with your congregations. It's time to be shaken a bit, don't you think? These books are on our website, saveus.org. King of the Mountain. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. You can uh, at writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. And uh, quite frankly... We're, we're at the moment of truth in the valley of decision. This uh, matter of the indictment of Mr. Trump is merely a symbol of something far, far greater. Don't miss the point. Tell other people about the program. Call them. Email them. Let them know. Let's become a partner together. God bless. Be a blessing. been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation.